Nourish, heal your relationship with food. A podcast by me, Peter, a non-clinical certified intuitive eating coach and certified eating psychology coach. Intuitive eating and healing a relationship with food can be really rather confusing. There's a lot of conflicting advice out there and a whole lot of jargon. This podcast aims to debunk eating myths and guide you to a healthier, kinder, more comfortable relationship with food. I can't stop eating. I'm out of control. Oh, these words. They're words I hear often, cries of help in my DMs on Instagram and on comments in posts. If the weekly Friday kindness letters include anything to do with intuitive eating, I'll always get a few responses from soulful nourishers who are at the very end of their tether when it comes to feeling out of control with food. Before we get into this topic, if you're not on the email list for Friday Kindness Letters, I think you'd love them. They're weekly bursts of inspiration, comfort and love which arrive every Friday morning in your inbox. To pop yourself on the list, just head to nourishingsoulfully.com and you'll find a sign-up form at the bottom of every page of the website for the Friday Kindness Letters list. Okay, let's delve into I can't stop eating, I'm out of control. It's a feeling that I think many listening are going to relate to. And there are various things here that could be going on, bubbling under the surface, which can kind of trigger the eating that feels out of control. And it may be a mixture of some of these. It may be a couple of other things that aren't mentioned in today's podcast. But let's let's explore it a little bit. Let's get curious. Let's have a little bit of a wonder around it. So what happens is we eat and usually when it's out of control rather frantically and we just can't stop. So this could be because we've placed a particular food on a pedestal and that food is a food that we can only have as a treat or we can only have if if we've been good or we've earned it, or it's a no-go food that if we do get our little hands on it, we can't stop eating it. When we have foods on pedestals, when we decide which foods are good and bad, which foods are healthy and unhealthy, which foods are right and wrong, it means that we're saying that some foods aren't allowed. They're forbidden. And the issue with, with this is that it's human nature to want what we're not allowed to have or can't have. And so you might be able to relate if you say, for example, um, think back to potentially a time in your life where you were nearing the end of the month, you didn't have very much money in your bank account. It was nearly payday. So you went for a little walk around the shops And everything you saw, you just wanted, but you didn't have the money to buy it. And you're like, oh, and I would buy that, and I would buy that, and I would buy that, and I would buy that. And then a couple of days later, you get paid, and you're like, brilliant, I'm going to go shopping. I'm going to get all of those things. And you go into the shops. Now you've got the money to buy them. You don't want any of them. None of them are as good as you remember. You don't want any of it. This is a bit like this food on the pedestal thing. Because I imagine if I said to you, you can eat whatever you want, give yourself full permission to eat whatever you want, 
lightly hit is, that would scare you a bit. And you'd be a bit like, oh, I, I don't think I want to do that. I'm, I'm going to end up eating everything in the house. I'll eat the whole house out of food. I'll eat the supermarket out of food if I'm given full permission to eat whatever I want. And yet if I said to you, here is a jug of water. You can drink as much of it as you want. You can refill it as many times as you want. I doubt you'd say to me, oh, Peter, you better watch out because your water bill is going to be sky high. I wouldn't let me loose with the tap. So. How do we go about making foods have the same importance in terms of moral value? And food shouldn't really have moral value in terms of how we're thinking about them. So I assume that if I said, oh, here's lots of broccoli and you can eat as much of it as you want, you'd be like, oh, I'll just have a bit, please. I don't, I don't need to eat as much of it. I don't need to eat all of this. What we do is we give ourselves full permission to eat. And I know that that sounds really scary. I know it does. I've worked with so many clients that have found it really scary. But the more that we kind of go, okay, I'm going to give myself full permission to eat. And then we only partially give ourselves full permission, the longer it takes to kind of work through each food. So we want to do this systematically. We want to do it methodically. This isn't something where we kind of go, right, that's it. I'm giving myself full permission to eat all of the foods in the world. Let's go. That's really overwhelming. The likelihood is we're going to go, nope, can't do this. Actually, not going to do that. About two days in. So what we do is we pick a food that we know we love. We really love. We also love to forbid it. And we're going to say to ourselves, that's it. I'm going to eat as much of this food as I want. I have complete food freedom with this particular food. Now, I am willing to bet that, think of this food, keep it in mind, have it in mind. I'm willing to bet that if I said to you, there are two ginger cats running around, I'm not saying this to you, I'm just letting you know, Arthur and Albert, please calm down. So, start again, Peter. I'm willing to bet that if I said to you, oh my goodness gracious me, <laughs> they keep doing it at the moment I say, if I said to you, if I said to you, right, for breakfast you can have that favourite food, let's take for example it's ice cream, um, and it is chocolate chip ice cream, mint chocolate chip ice cream, right, you can have mint chocolate chip ice cream for breakfast, you'd be like, oh we love, wow, okay, Lovely bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream for breakfast. And then halfway through the morning, snack time. And I say, here you go. And have another bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Um, two scoops of it. There you go. Enjoy. You're like, oh, thank you. Lunchtime rolls around. And I'm like, here is a big bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Five scoops. Enjoy. At this point, you're probably like, hmm. Again, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Your mid-afternoon snack rolls around. I'm like, there you go, there's a bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream. Two scoops. Now, by dinner time, I'm willing to bet you probably do not want me to put another bowl of mint chocolate chip ice cream in front of you. And this is what's called habituation. When we get used to something, we take it off the pedestal. It's a little bit like if you have a promotion at work and suddenly you have a jump in your pay. 
And at first it's like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do with all this money? This is so exciting. I can save, I can treat myself every month. Brilliant. And at the end of that first month, you probably have some money for savings. But quite quickly, you get used to that new pay level and that new amount that's coming into your bank account. And you find little things for it. So very quickly then, you're in the same position as you were a couple of months ago when you're on a lower pay. But you can't actually quite fathom how on earth you made it work on the lower pay. So systematically and methodically, we're going to work through these foods. What you're going to do is you're going to pick a food like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Now, I'm not saying ice cream. I'm really being specific about the flavour. And you're going to give yourself full permission to eat that as much as you want. Once that becomes kind of boring, you're going to move on to the next thing. Might be another flavour of ice cream. It might be a particular chocolate bar. Might be a particular brand and flavour of crisps. Now it's not going to take you very long if you give yourself full permission to eat these things and you don't kind of hold back whenever you want them. I promise you it's not going to take very long until you kind of get bored of them. And you start applying that full permission to everything and suddenly everything is broccoli level of excitement around term, in terms of it being forbidden or not allowed or a treat. Suddenly, yeah, you can have mint chocolate treat ice cream, or you could have a fruit salad, a bowl of fruit salad, you could have a pizza, or you could have jacket potato and beans. Everything is on the same level, and that's what we're trying to achieve. Because when we've got it on a pedestal, that's when we can kind of go, I'm out of control, I'm just going to eat it, I'm going to eat it really quick, as much as I can, and then that's it, and I've got to stop, and then we can't stop, and we feel like failures. Another reason for doing this out of control eating can be that you're not eating enough, that you're not eating to a point of comfortable fullness, or that you are, but then you're leaving it too long afterwards, or you're eating foods that don't sustain you. So you might eat to a point of comfortable fullness, but actually it only keeps you full for about half an hour, an hour, and then you're hungry again. If you're leading, leaving yourself to be too hungry, by the time you do eat, it's going to be very frantic. You're going to want to eat as much as you can because your body is going to go into that hunger mode of I need to eat. I want the thing that's going to give me as much energy as quickly as possible. So have a little bit of a think about whether you're eating enough and whether you're eating foods which are sustaining those energy levels. And if not, if you could eat more often, if you don't want to eat foods that sustain the energy levels more for a longer period of time. Another reason that we can get into that, I can't stop eating, I'm out of control place is restricting. So we're restricting somewhere, we're following some kind of diet, some kind of food rules. That is Katie Cat jumping on my standing desk now, which actually my standing desk is actually the TV unit. Um, for those who are new around here, I have a back injury, which means that I can't sit down um, without being in very high levels of pain so I do everything standing and Katie's just kind of thrown herself up here and moved everything around a little bit. So another reason is that you could be restricting so you might be following these food rules that maybe it's not a set diet, maybe it's not a set eating plan or food plan but you're restricting in some way, you're going oh do you know what I'm gonna have a treat night on Friday so I'll be good until then. Because you're restricting and you've placed rules in place, 
you, you're going to want to break them. And when you break them, you're going to feel out of control. I'm also wondering here for some of you whether secret eating is playing a part. Now, I have worked with many, many clients over the years and very few of them, I would say very few fall into the category that haven't taken part in secret eating of some kind at some point. Now, secret eating is very often very frantic and out of control because we're doing it in secret and we want to get it over as quickly as possible because we don't want whoever we're hiding it from to find out and we need to hide the evidence. This creates that I just can't stop doing it. It's quite an obsessive behaviour that we can get into, but it's not something that we can't break. So what we can do is we can decide, right, I'm not going to keep this a secret anymore. I'm not going to carry this guilt and shame around with me for enjoying this food. I'm going, to sh- I'm going to tell a person, whoever I'm hiding it from, if I feel safe to do so, if I feel comfortable to do so, look, sometimes I eat in secret, or I don't let you know that I'm eating this, or I hide this away from you. I'm working on my relationship with food at the moment. And so if you see me eating this, or if you see me eating at this time, or if you see me eating on this day, I know it's different and it's a different type of behaviour for me and you're not used to it, but please don't comment on it because I'm just trying to work a few things out and it's one of those things that's really triggering for me at the moment. The moment that it's no longer a secret, the likelihood is we probably won't want to partake in it as much. Rather than physical hunger, you may be feeling emotional hunger. So when this is happening, if you're noticing when you're feeling out of control and you can't stop eating, that it actually could be more emotional than physical, question what is driving that eating and delve into it a little bit more. So no matter what diet culture leads you to believe, research suggests that food isn't addictive. And so if you're struggling with anything I've mentioned in today's episode, pop an email over to me. Let's talk about it. You don't have to go through this alone. You don't have to carry it all on your shoulders alone and keep it all locked up inside of you. I'll be recording a Q&A episode of this podcast later on in the series. Um, so if you've got any questions around intuitive eating, please send them over by email with the subject line podcast question to Peter, that's P-E-T-A at nourishingsoulfully.com and I will try and answer as many of those questions in that episode as I can. If you feel like you're ready to commit to healing your relationship with food, well, for forever, Nourish is an online intuitive eating group program run by me, a non-clinical certified intuitive eating coach and eating psychology coach. And over the course of 12 weeks, we work through the areas of eating, body image and exercise that you're struggling with. Enrolment on the course includes lifetime access to all intakes and updates of the course along with direct private support with me, weekly audio coaching sessions and Q&A sessions to listen to at a time that works for you. Access to the private website and private Nourish community is also included in your enrolment as well as the textbook, workbook and journal used alongside the course content for assignments. If you're ready to take the leap, Find out more at nourishingsoulfully.com. Enrolment is now open for 2022 and 2023 intakes. Thank you so much for tuning in today. 
If you think that this episode would be useful and valuable for others to listen to, please feel feel free to share it online, on social media or with friends and family. If you think it's worth a rating or a review, all of the ratings and reviews of podcasts help the podcast reach a wider audience. So it kind of tells the podcast algorithm, ah, people kind of like this, share it with others who are listening to similar podcasts. And that would be brilliant because I'd like to support and guide as many people as I can to heal their relationship with food. So if you think that you'd like to rate or review it, please do so in the podcast app where you listen to this podcast. For now, I will leave you with, as I always do, be gentle, be kind. You're doing the best you can, always. I'll speak to you soon.